It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And welcome in to the MLB Pipeline Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Schusterman, literally, physically alongside Jim Callis and Jonathan Mayo at Progressive Field. Uh, minutes, or, or I guess roughly an hour now after the Futures game, 2019, ending in a tie for the very first time, 2-2. Two to two. But there's a lot to get to, guys. And our four, well, I guess let's begin with the Futures game MVP, Sam Huff, who formerly on the MLB Pipeline podcast. How much credit do you think we deserve for Sam Huff's MVP award? Uh, Jim, I'll start with you. I think we deserve a lot. I actually, uh, I'll brag here for a second. I called his home run on the broadcast. You did it. Literally right before he hit it. So I think I deserve a lion's share of the credit. To, to what extent did you do it, like, right before the pitch? Because I, I wasn't watching. L- literally, right the before the, literally right before the pitch. You know, we had a game where there was almost no offense. Right. It was about to end because it was seven innings. And I said something to the effect that, you know, if you're Jim Tomey, this is a guy you really want to have up, you know, when you're down by two runs and a homer would tie it. And then he hit the next pitch for home run, and Greg Amsinger went berserk. So There you go. As did Jim Tomey and I, Sean Casey. I, I don't know if you saw, but as he was rounding the bases, he was shouting out Pipeline Podcast pipeline with podcast. his fist in the air. Yeah, he, well, he's pointing. I don't know if it's a fist or he's pointing, pointing at me in the, he, in the, <laughs> yeah. in the broadcast booth. It, uh, a friend of the podcast coming through with, uh, with the big home run. I, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I know that I wanted him to, to be here, so uh, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, you know, we each fill out. Uh, I don't think we're we're giving away the how the sausage is made, but we each fill out a, a roster uh, as part of the process. We're sort of part of the of the committee that play a very small part, and mm-hmm. I think we both had. Yeah, we've Sam on he's our. He's kind of an obvious choice on with our twenty-one roster. home runs. Yeah, all those home runs and they're you know not that many catchers to choose from. So I think you know he's having a, a huge breakout year. So it was exciting to see him. You know, he had a chance the previous time up uh, with with uh, some some. One guy on base, two guys on base, mm-hmm. uh, one guy on base, and uh, and didn't come through there, and then had that, you know the chance, and he absolutely crushed, crushed that pitch. I think mm-hmm. it was 109 miles an hour. Um, yep, I had the exit. I remember 109.3 yeah. to be Thank to you, be Jim. precise. Um, so yeah, that w- that was very uh, very exciting. Yeah, we yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I was going to give Jordan credit because you said before we we started recording. It was kind of cool to see. I mean, there's a lot of big names, and he was like one of the more, even though he's having a great year, probably anonymous prospects Definitely. in this game. You pointed out that he missed by by one draft position of being the lowest draft pick in the game? Yes, so of course the, the Futures game often littered with former first-round picks. Uh, he, along with Red Sox prospect Jaron Duran, uh, were both seventh-round picks. Duran went 220th overall. Uh, I mean, Huff went 219th. So not technically the lowest drafted, but still seventh-rounder. You're not always going to see them in the Futures game. And definitely Zakai, like a year ago, if you told us, if we talked a year ago and said Sam Huff's going to be in the future game, you'd be like, what? How, how did that happen? So definitely very cool to see him win the award. Uh, but let's talk about some other some of these other big names that stood out. Uh, guys, I mean, like you said, this was very different from last year where we had, a to- I think, over 10 home runs. There were so many guys to choose from, so much offense. This year, uh, only 12 combined hits uh, in the eight innings and, of course, uh, two to two ties. So, uh, Jonathan, I'll start with you. Who are some other guys that stood out? Maybe no huge box scores, but there were some other uh, impressive performances. 
are we, we you want to stay on the offensive end for starters? Sure, sure. We'll just stay with hitters. Because there weren't as many? Yeah. We'll, we'll um, shout out a couple hitters. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> no one had multiple hits. Right. So, <laughs> right. so, so that's It's all, like the it's high school officer game yesterday where we yeah. had a couple guys with multiple hits. It was kind of the same thing where it was an interesting game, but there weren't a lot of big performances. Right. Well, and also, I mean, in a seven-inning game and you're taking guys out, you know, some of them, you know, if they got two at-bats, you, you were lucky. Well, I'll mention Carter Kiboom. Mm-hmm. Um you know, because he he pulled the ubiquitous make a nice play to end an inning, lead off the next inning, mm. and mm-hmm. uh, you know he he got uh, it was a slow roller to short, made a nice play. Will Craig nice scoop at, at first. It, mm-hmm. He's come a long way at first base, and and then let off the inning with the first. It was the first hit of the game. Yeah, um, nothing spectacular, but just a single, and then came around to score mm-hmm. uh, the first run of the game, and it looked for a while like that might that might stand up. So uh, he's he's the first guy that. Uh, comes to mind sure and i guess offensively i guess well jim i, I know there's like i said no no multi was there a guy that stood out in batting practice maybe and jonathan you can answer this too some guy that that really stood out like oh he had he had a good bp <laughs> I'm, I'm chuckling because i was doing managers meetings and i caught very little batting practice okay because okay. we were we were talking to jim You're Tomey so and Dennis Martinez. <laughs> well i could fake it but like i would probably guess okay. wrong all right um I, I although i did hear people saying mm-hmm. that i think sam huff actually was pretty impressive have, in batting practice that. um for me royce lewis had one of the most impressive batting practices okay. Um, I mean, some of the big power guys, yes, they they hit the ball out. Mm-hmm. But Lewis, I think, in one of his rounds, hit three balls out, yep. you know, uh, and, and just squared up the ball uh, very nicely. So batting practice wise, he he came out. Uh, I think do, and I think the only other offensive performer in the game is Taylor Trammell, who yep. uh, until Huff hit that homer, might have won his second straight futures game MVP just because he drove in. The run, the run, and yeah. then they not called him out, and when then he was safe, yeah. and then stole home. home. And we were saying just to have the um, intestinal fortitude. Yeah, I, I guess was, is I how we should say, say on the podcast. I know he was he whether he was safe or not. Just the fact that he tried to steal home in the futures game deserves <laughs> deserves a lot of credit. Well, he said they interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Howdy Watney interviewed him in the dugout, yeah. and and he said that he was taught Omar Vizquel that like I think Bubich was pitching for mm-hmm. yep for uh, the American League at the time, and he's left-handed, so he's back to him, and he said he really wasn't looking at him at all, and so he felt like he could get a good jump and go, and Vizquel, I, I, you know, it was nice. I mean, I think this is common, but in the future game, the managers are basically, you guys do what you can do, and Vizquel said, yeah, go for it if you think you can make it. Right. I can also give you a little, little background there, because I, I was in the AL dugout uh, for the game, and Bubish told me that they had two guys warming up down them, he, he, him and uh, Bukowskis, and he wasn't ready. They were both warming up, and so when Manning got into trouble, he thought Bukowskis was coming in. They went to Bubich, so he had, a, he had to get ready really quick. He was already a little bit rattled. And when he it's came not in. like he's a guy who's used to used coming, coming out, out of the bullpen. Yeah, exactly. it, was, it was interesting you said that because uh, one, I wondered why we didn't see Bukowskis. Yeah. But um, I thought, like on the broadcast, like you're not always watching the monitor. Mm-hmm. But I thought at one point I saw Bukowskis warming up, and then all of a sudden I saw Bubich come in the game. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, like. What well, was going on? I, I did hear, and this is uh, more anecdotal. I, I never like chased it down, but it sounded like that Bukowskis was only available for like one batter, maybe two. I, see. I don't know if he had thrown recently. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why. But you know, so uh, when they thought it was a sort of more high leverage situation, they thought yeah. we're not going to bring him in. We'll bring in bring Bubich. Yeah, but for Tramel to try to steal home, <laughs> yes, he wasn't paying attention. But he was pitching from the stretch. I know. Um, I mean, there were lots of things that yes. play there that I was like, man, I yeah. can't believe. I saw him when when he was creeping. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is he he's just trying to throw he's just him, messing with him, messing with him. Right. But he clearly had realized a previous pitch. I'm like, I, I think I can do this. And yeah. it's like, all right, if I can take a couple of creepy steps and he's still <laughs> here, I'm going. I'm going for it. And yeah. uh, you know, I mean, to Bubich's credit, he stepped he, off. He and, did make and the perfect and made, throw and made a good throw. Yeah. Uh, but 
Tremel got his hand. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. I think he was safe. I think so, he was safe. But but he but, even asked for replay in the dugout. He wanted to know if they had replay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was he was looking around. You know, he was looking for it. So yeah. Well, um, well, call wrong or not, Abubich was glad he he got out of it because he said he he was a little and he said yeah he hadn't come out of uh, the bullpen since like his freshman year of college. Right. Uh, so a little, a little bit different. But okay, so let's get to some of those pitchers. Yes. Um, there were there were some uh, some good arms, some some flamethrowers. Of course, Nate Pearson most notably, I think, w- with the hardest fastball uh, of the evening, at touching 102. Um, but I guess we could start with Pearson or, or Jim. Was there another uh, another pitcher that stood out to you? I thought another reason Sam Huff deserved the MVP award was if he hadn't hit the home run, we never would have seen Luis Patino well pitch. Well said. <laughs> and right. I was I, he was the guy, actually, one of the guys I most wanted to see pitch because he's a guy who a year ago I hadn't even really heard of. And then he started tearing up the Midwest League, and I heard a lot of great things about him. I actually interviewed him in spring training but didn't see him pitch because it was, I think, February when I was in Peoria talking to Potters guys. And it wasn't just the results. I mean, he struck out three of the five guys he faced. He kind of set 97-99. But I just the guy was 19 years old. Well, he is 19 years old, and he didn't look intimidated at all. In fact, he struck out Royce Lewis on a 99-mile-hour fastball and just kind of, like, strut off the mound. Like Wait, he came into the game with runners in first and third and one out and just blew away two guys. No trouble. Yeah, he's like, okay. Yeah. And then and, – and then you know, the next inning, one, two, three, like it was with a runner on second because it's the extra right, rule that right. I love so much. And, and, fin- and finish, finish that off with a 98 plus. against Joe Adele. Yeah. And the guy yeah. before that is you know, Luis, you know, Robert and you know, yeah. Nick Madrigal. I mean, no, I guess it was Mateo, it wasn't Madrigal, yeah. but like I just it wasn't just the stuff, I just was impressed. He just looked like basically come and get it. And we didn't even know we were going to see him. He, no. he, he was probably I'm down telling there you, wondering Sam if he was Huff, come in. Yeah. If it wasn't for Sam Huff, we never see Luis Extra Patino. MVP. Extra so MVP. like that that added to his MVP-ness for me. <laughs> yes. But we uh, should talk about Pearson. We should yes, talk about definitely. Pearson because uh, he, he came in and in his inning, uh, he struck out two. Um, but, of course, everyone was, was probably expecting him to be the, the, the hardest-throwing guy. But I think he got both, if not one of his, his, his strikeouts, on his uh, you know 90-mile-an-hour slider. Uh, which was very very impressive. Yeah. So was was he? Did he live up to the hype for you, Jonathan? Yeah, he 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 did. Uh, the funny thing, two two of the I think uh, he had four balls of one hundred and one plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of them were balls. I mean, out of the strike zone. Sure. Two two of them were strikes. I I think he actually got Lux on a fastball. Okay. Um, but he went slider slider and Lux fouled him off and then he climbed the ladder. He got Lux one hundred and one. Yeah. And and the, uh, and then. But he did get two his other two outs with this with the slider. With the slider yeah. And this, I mean, that was as impressive as as the fastball when you're throwing mm-hmm. 87 to 90 with your slider, and and he threw all of them for strikes. Yeah, I he mean, threw a lot of them. All yeah. of his sliders were were in the in the zone, and uh, that that was you know. You know the guy's going to come in and throw hard, but you don't know if is it going to be all over the place. Is he going to be too amped up? Sometimes it was, you know, we were kind of hoping maybe he hit like 104. You know, like yeah, that's like I was unimpressed because the last time I saw him in a prospect all-star game, he hit 104. Although, but but what happened? What no, happened? no, 104 well, didn't get hit out. 103, okay, 103 got hit out. So maybe he maybe out. that's why he stuck to 102 because he's like, if I get to 103, <laughs> I'll dial it back a little bit. Like the ball's going to bounce off the bat. <laughs> he said yes, and as you mentioned, right, this was the the Arizona Falling All-Star <laughs> game where Pete Alonso, who we'll see in the real major. League home run derby uh, on Monday night. Yeah, he he took him out. But but Pearson said that, and I, when I talked to him after his inning, he said, "Yeah, like like you know, everyone's expecting me to throw super hard, but I might as well show the slider because last time I threw one of three. Pete Alonso hit it out the center, and it yeah. got out of the park in about not even two seconds. <laughs> Maybe 
It was like we're all looking at the gun and we're like, yeah. whoa. Like, yeah. But it was fun with Pearson because, uh, you know, of course we had some other hard throws. Patino, I think, saw at least hit 99 on the stadium gun. Six to six hit down, six down, six hit Five times. He actually had the he had the second highest average uh, velocity-wise behind Pearson. Well, there you go. Uh, and so, But it, it was cool, especially when, when Pearson was out there because everyone – like everyone in the AL deck, I was out like just watching. Just every pitch was going up there, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, he keeps throwing sliders. <laughs> we want to see. We want to see 104, 105." How about Dustin May throwing 97, 98 mile an hour sinkers? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like he, that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, I mean, um, he, he was. I thought he was one of the nastier pitchers he wins, on the night. He too. wins uh, best hair. I actually, I liked, really liked how DL Hall threw. Oh, I was going to bring him up too. Um, you know, because yeah, he, yeah, he didn't throw. First of all, I didn't know that he had 97. I didn't either. Um, I knew he was nine. You know, I saw him. He was up to 95 in spring training, uh, so I knew there was more there. I'm sure he was amped up. Yeah. But I just liked the fact that he sawed off a bat, gets hit with the barrel, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And then came back was like 96, 96. They see ya. Yeah. And so I, I was very impressed with how he threw. Also. Yeah, definitely a, a scary moment. Uh, you know, sometimes you break a bat. That's obviously a good thing as a pitcher. But the, yeah, the the whole barrel came careening towards him, and he hit him, I think, on the leg, but luckily not the sharp part, and he stayed in the game and, and got through the inning. Uh, any other guys? Um, I guess we'll I actually go back to the very beginning. Davey Garcia, uh, who started the game uh, for the American League, he had a, a clean inning, and then uh, we came. news came out during, I don't even know if you guys saw this, but news came out during the game that he's been promoted to AAA. Wow. Uh, so oh, he, wow. So there you go. So I, he, he gets he'll get back to his locker and find out he's, he's going back to Scranton instead of Trenton. Um, so that's pretty exciting. So Davey Garcia, I know that was very early on in the game. Uh, but he he was also thrown uh, in 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 the mid nineties. Yeah, and he could. I mean, in a, in a situation like where you start a game like that, you, you could be a little all over the place. You know, you're the first guy anyone's seeing, and uh, for him to come and fill up the fill up the strike zone like he did with with the stuff that we know he has was was fun to see. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, well, there you go, guys. Uh, I think I, I mean, as again, unlike last year, we had so many homers uh, to cover. Uh, any other any other big takeaways? I know we, we it was a seven inning format, which is a little bit different. Did you guys have any thoughts about the AL versus NL? Um, that I like. You think that was? I like the AL versus NL. I mean, it, I didn't have it anything. Did, sure. I, I didn't have anything against the U.S. versus the World mm -hmm. format. Um, although I think they were having. I mean, the U.S. has been dominating yeah. for the most part over the last several years and uh, i think this will allow it to be a little more even sure. you never know in any given game but i think for the most part um you know the fact that it ended in a tie but i i i think that i i i like that in terms of it being a better game mm -hmm. more likely to be a better game year in and year out so yeah I, th I think that's that is the case because i mean there's there's always and not necessarily the same position but like a world catcher or a world third. Yeah. There's always guys you who were put into the game because you needed to fill a specific position mm -hmm. rather than, hey, it's the best guy. And right. I, I know just from doing our preview story, this year we had 37 top 100 prospects in the game, plus guys like Davey Garcia, who's literally the next guy, I think, up to be added when a guy graduates. And um, Isan Diaz. You know, he's like close. Guys are, are close. No, I agree. I think also just the – the world pitching staff would often have a few guys who were like in low way but threw really hard. Right. Like, yeah. oh, that'll be exciting. And then they would come and kind of, you they'd know, struggle. they'd struggle. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they'd, you know, understandably. Right. Sometimes they'd rise to the occasion and be like, wow, what a great moment. But more often than not, you take a guy who's pitching in the Midwest League and has probably been living off the fact that he throws hard <laughs> yeah. and like now facing hitters who are like, okay, 98. Over the plate, thank you. Yeah, you know, so uh, that made a it made a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely uh, resulted in, in a good number of homers uh, last year. But all right, guys, uh, Jim, do you have any 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 final thoughts from you? 
Uh, I know you got to got to call a game, so you you got to, you know, a, if there are any other moments or, or players that stood out um, one way or the other. No, I mean we, you know, there were a couple nice defensive plays. It, 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 it's weird for Matt Manning. I thought the highlight of his game, he didn't pitch very well. But yeah. was the ball that was kind of chopped down, yeah. and like I was like, you can't throw that ball. Like when he got to, it, I was like, I, he's just gonna eat that ball, and he made a great really play impressive. to really impressive. throw out. I think it was Isan Diaz, if mm-hmm. I re- if I remember correct- correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, you are correct. Uh, yes. But no, it, it was it had a different feel. Last year's game, I, I really felt like I don't even know how many future games I've been to. Probably fourteen or something like that. Maybe a couple more out of twenty one. You this is been my twentieth. There you go. Which I've one been did you miss? Uh, I missed the one in Houston because of the birth of my daughter. Okay, that's good. Good reason. Yeah, good I think reason. So. But you you made all the okay. So twenty. Uh, wow. So you twenty out of twenty one there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So last year I, I felt was the most fun. It just there was so much going on. It was so much fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like you're never. It's gonna be tough to top that. You know. Plus, so. just the, the personalities of Tori Hunter and David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. I think the players fed off that. You had Buddy Reed. Uh, just I've never seen the players have that much fun. It was fun for us to watch. Uh-huh. I've never seen the players have that much fun. So that's gonna be tough to top. And this game was kind of like wow, like it's just kind of moving along. Right. But then it got really fun again yeah. in, in the last two innings. So Thanks, I, Sam I Huff. thought it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Another <laughs> reason. Yeah. I, you know, he he kind of like you know made all the drama happen mm-hmm. in, in the futures game. So I thought it was a another nice yeah. showcase. And you know, I, I guess the other thought I would have is. I think going back to last year's game, 23 of the 50 players have already played in the big leagues, like wow. a year, within a year, yeah. including Pete Alonso, who's going to be an all-star. Yep, uh, goes from future game to all-star. Jordan, Al- Jordan Alvarez, Fernando mm-hmm. Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. So just the the fact that we'll see a lot of these guys really in the big soon. leagues, mm-hmm. you know, by the time we get to next year's game, and and guys make an impact. So. I'm curious to to see which of those guys will be up making that kind of impact. Yeah, and and you mentioning uh, Hunter and and uh, David Ortiz last year. Of course, we had Jim Tomey, Dennis Martinez today. I will. The last thing I will mention is Ken Griffey Jr. was roaming around, and he was in the AL dugout for uh, much of of the second half of the game. And it was it was obviously cool to see the young players watching. But it was I was worried about the AL chances because there were points. I don't blame them. There were points where like ten of them were just huddled around Griffey <laughs> during the game, just like listening to him tell stories. Yeah, and like it's of course, like I can't blame them, but. It it was like, oh, yeah, they get, aren't it, they trying to play the game? It's great being in the in the dugout for things like yeah, that. Yeah. I remember being in the dugout once, and uh, I think it was the year that George Brett managed. Okay. And I forgot who he had in the dugout with him. He maybe even had Yount with him. I don't yeah. remember. Uh, and, and they were just sitting, and like, they talked hitting the whole time, and I kept forgetting like that I was supposed to be talking to players. So I'm like, I just want to listen to these guys. Right. But all the players are you know soaking it in. Exactly. There would be those little, those little clusters, sort of like when we do rookie career development program, mm-hmm. and the resource players hold court beyond what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Dave Winfield yeah, like, has yeah. a and the, captive or, or audience. Or at the PDP League when guys came down, you know, people complain about teenagers and how they have no attention span or yeah. whatever. You, you could hear a pin drop. Right. I mean, and it's just, I think it's the same kind of situation. Yeah, it was really um, cool. And yeah, Tramel told me during batting practice, like, oh, I just met Ken Griffey Jr. for the first time. I'm like, you've never met him? I just thought through the Reds, he would have right. goes no. And he idolized Ken yeah. Griffey Jr. And you just send his eyes were like, like this, so uh, it was very, very cool. Well, it was the same thing, and uh, Evan White uh, with the Mariners said that, and I thought that Griffey had been to Mariners uh, spring training at some point and worked with him, but but he said cool. But it, but it was funny because multiple guys, and I'm sure Tramel said the same thing, was like, oh, Griffey was my guy. I was like, yeah, Griffey was everybody's guy. <laughs> like we all, Griffey we all was Griffey. Griffey <laughs> was Griffey. <laughs> that, was, that was that. Uh, all right, guys, well, thank you uh, so much for joining me here on this edition of the, the Post-Futures Game Pipeline Podcast, 2-2 two to two, National League, American League. Uh, it ended in tie, but we still had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you guys next week.